Welcome, everybody, to People of Efrat, where we all get to learn more about this great community and the people that make it tick. Everything's fine. He's, to me, he's like one of the... Um, we're rolling. We're rolling. Me, Here we go. <laughs> to me, he's one of like the the rock stars. He's one of the guys I've like I've looked up to him my whole life. You know, like I've been following him for a long time. Before I even made Aliyah, I was like, it's part of the taste that I got. The Tom of Eretz Israel, the Tom of uh, Yehuda and Shomron of just living in Gush Etzion. It's amazing. We have thing. so many rock stars out here. We have Hershey Spath. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like can you imagine? You're like funny. you know, he's like Mamish the highest. Wow, You're so funny, dude. Um, Thanks for bringing me to your home and to this chiller, uh, chiller atmosphere here. Can you give me a little bit of a of, a, of an idea of of what what's behind us and and um, oh. what you know about it? So what's behind us? What's in front of us? Where are we going? You know, so this is so exciting, Mavish. This is amazing. <laughs> People of Efrat, you know, this is my dream. You know, there's always like, you know, you have like aspirations and things you want to get to in life. This is this moment right now. <laughs> this is it. Um, so we're sitting right now overlooking the holy city of Beit Lechem. I mean, if you want to get technical, Beit Lechem is more to the left, whatever. But, you know, yeah. this is, this, these are the Mamish, the fields that, you know, Dovin Amelech was chilling in. And Ruta Moaviyah, you know, Sdeboaz right here in Neve Daniel right, right behind us. And this is Mamish history. This is it. This is like we say every, every Friday night in Kabbalat Shabbat, Al-Yad Ben Ishai Beit Halachmi, right? He's from right here from Beit Lechem. And so we're looking at right now, we're looking at right behind us is Brechot Shlomo. And Yoni Berg was out here, yeah, you know, the famous tour guide. And he explained that- Yoni, we're going to get you on here. Yoni's got to be on here. Necessary. And, uh, and he says Brechot Shlomo, that has nothing to do with Brechot, with Shlomo Amelech. Okay. We don't know, I don't know exactly where Shlomo came from, but the idea is that these pools right behind us, there's three pools inside this forest that we're looking at. Right. And those three pools were built by Herod. Mm-hmm. And this was the main water system where they took the water from, you know, the higher grounds, from Hebron, from Gush Etzion, from this area, and through the aqueducts that we see throughout the Dagan that we Amish like right here. Yeah. They were built 2,000 years ago. And the water, you know, came here and all the way to these three pools. And from here, they go to Yushalayim to the Beit HaMikdash. Wow. So we're in the water source. We're in the source of the Beit HaMikdash. And like we're on it. We're in it. And and Herod built these pools. And basically, I think these pools were used until 1967. Wow. Mamish. For water. Yeah. The Jordanians were using this. And like, you know, the British and whoever was out here was always using these places for water. And and now we get to just Mamish like draw the Nevoa from mm. these waters. It's Mamish exciting. Talk about the startup nation. That's like high tech for, for uh, back in the day, and it's incredible. It lasted that long. It was useful for that long. I'm sure there were repairs and stuff. I know, like by the aqueducts here in between the Gan and and Zayat, there were like different levels of it. Like we're like it looks like there's an older part and like a newer built up part. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And for a while, I was like, yeah, right. Does it really bring water? Whatever. This past winter, I was I was traveling a lot in that little valley space and uh my i heard my dog splashing around he went right into the right into the aqueduct into the channel and it was like a good like foot you know i don't know how do you say that in meters probably a quarter of a meter you know up high it was it was pretty cool it's amazing yeah splashing around there's a lot of words carrying all the water that flows off the hills goes into those aqueducts and it literally it's a water carrier moves from from there and with gravity i guess right 
gravity. And it's amazing that the water also you'll see in different places because this yechasit is lower down. Like it's, it's mamish a little lower, but there's yeah. like areas where the water can go up. Right. It's not just going down. Right. The water can go up and the like water can go down. Or, and there's because like... Because of a lot of flow or... I wish yeah. I could tell you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I also underground, there was there was like all this, there was these, there's all these underground in a frat itself. On the other side of town, what's that area called? Off the Geffen. The Ramon Tena. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Geffen, the Geffen, Ramon Tena. So there's Tena, like, a, there's like lower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to um, go to that below, when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Back in the 90s, we chilling. Yeah. That used to be called the Mud Caves. Okay. And we would go there. That's yeah. where we would go chill. We'd go hang out. Did it have a gate on it back then? No or it was gates, just open? Totally open. Uh-huh. And we would just go down there as kids. Yeah. That would be the place to go hang out. And you just, mom, should jump into these aqueducts that are now like officially whatever. Right. These ladders and whatever. And we would just go in there. They're national treasures. National treasures. You guys treasures. just kind of like playing in your Playing around as teenagers and be the place to go come you know covered from head to toe in mud yeah and it was a great great experience and um i guess ima and abba knew where you were yeah when you came home like that yeah we knew we were hanging like out. oh you must have been in the mud <laughs> the mud uh the mud tunnel the only, again. the only thing we ever did that was problematic is yeah. children were playing in mud you know, i'm sure that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and um no it's just it's just amazing that like in these places are momish like the history is living through us yeah and especially the water because the water is all about you know flowing and connecting and where it goes to and it's really special mm, it's beautiful it's beautiful so we were talking a little bit about when you're younger in the 90s what was a frat like in the 90s a for you in the 90s, everybody man. has well we, we learn about different experiences what was your experience well my experience i came here from Beersheba actually okay um another source of wells you know wow. the seven wells that were out there and we moved to efrat in 92 and 92 was it was a crazy year in Jewish history, you know, just because that was when, you know, uh, Pre- uh, Prime Minister Rabin Zichron came to power and the Oslo Accords were signed. Right. And and that's when all craziness basically started. I remember the day. I remember mm. the day that it was signed. It was like, I don't remember exactly what day it was. I'm sure we can look it up. But basically the school was like, hey, go out. And we just went to protest. Mm-hmm. We just ran out to the main road and like, you know, we were carrying flags and we were like on the streets, like right outside of Efrat, right right outside of the Ramon on the main roads there. And it was a very, you know, shocking experience, you know, living here in Efrat back then. And and all of a sudden back in the 90s, we're like, OK, it's like a very scary political situation. Mm-hmm. And I, as a child, jumped right into that. That's that's how I grew up. I was like, wow, 92. We got to stop this. We got to do whatever we can. Right. And I became very heavily politically involved. And and you've had many people on the show that have done you know much more than I have, but coming out here and protesting and being on these hills, yeah, you know, and Dagan and Tamar, you know, jumping forward. I remember coming out of the army one uh, one weekend and and came, you know, they were like, "You have a gun, go." And and I came and did Shmiran Tamar. Wow! And it's like, wow, look at that, look at that mountain now. You're looking at it right wow. now, and it's like, wow, it's like so many buildings and houses. Unreal. It was and like it a was, bare hill. Not not even not even seven years ago. Mamish. So it was yeah. like, you know, right in Nahan, Nahan. You remember it as a yeah. bear hill. Yeah. Right, being here. And it's beautiful to see it's all yeah. built up now. Amazing. So many families living here. <laughs> so many amazing families also, like, you know, and like it's like really special. So that's interesting. And then and then you after the army you went to Yeshiva. At yeah. one point you went to Yeshiva in Tekoa with Rav Fruman, right? Right. So I was I was um I was in Yeshiva in, in Otniel. Okay. Which is oh, a, wow. a little down further s- down south always, always on this path Close i went to, to high school in Beit yeah. el you know like i'm always on this on this route 60 mm. you know where it's got to be i've always got to be on this on this on this path okay and uh so high school was in Beit el and then yeshiva was down you know a little south of hevron between between beersheba we started off in beersheba <laughs> and Efrat, you and know, then you we met went, in the middle went north yeshiva. you know there's always like that that connection to yushalayim and otniel is right between beersheba and hevron 
And very, very special yeshiva. And out there is where I met my Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Fruman. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, the first time I met him, you know, coming off this, you know, very political, very crazy, you know, those years of 92 to 96, you know, um, 95 when, when, when Tzlak Rabin was killed, those were very, very crazy times mm. um, out here in Efrat, out here for me. That's what I did as a kid, right. seventh and eighth grade. I moved here in seventh grade. Wow. And when I was 12 years old, 13 years old, every almost almost on a daily basis, I would get on a bus traveling through Beit Lechem, mm-hmm. and we'd go and protest outside of uh, the prime minister's residence oh, in Shalim. Wow. And we used to block the roads and get into fights. And it was like a crazy, crazy, crazy time here in Israel. Yeah. And you really felt that we were, you know, guarding the future of Israel. Mm-hmm. And... And I remember walking, it was 95, and I was walking, um, we used to, you know, as kids growing up in Efrat, you know, the hangout now is in Zayit, and, you know, there's a big hangout now, I know, in the park um, between Zayit and Dekel. Okay. Friday night, that's like the big hangout, that's where all the teenagers go to. I don't know, you've got teenagers, so you, you, you have like yeah, They're a, not there yet, you have but, a pulse, you know, but yeah, that, that's where it's happening. Yeah. There's, you know, the skate park? Yeah. That's where it's happening. Oh, now. okay. And, Why not? And so back in the day, it was in the Ramon. It mm-hmm. was the main drag, and everyone used to go every Friday night. All the teenagers used to go. Every, you had, you had, it was Mamish Ali Ala Regal. You'd be picked <laughs> yeah. up, you'd go. <laughs> You're not there, it's not and, happening. Uh, yeah. And we would lived out in the middle of nowhere. We lived in Dekel. Okay. You know, by the shopping yeah, that, center. Yeah, that's way far. That out. was like, back mom, in the day, that yeah, was. Back like, in the day, that was like, you know, there was yeah. basically, it ended. I remember when they built Park Hasor. Yeah. Uh, it was 10 years to Efrat, yeah. 92. And that's when you moved here. And, and basically, like from there, you were like, you're living in the wild, wild west. <laughs> there was like no man's land between the Ramon now and you're, Now you're literally living at the very, very edge of now town. Now we're back at the edge, right? We yeah. always have to be at the edge of town. And and we used to tell our friends, you know, our about growing up, we were like, in the future, Dekel's going to be like the center of Efrat. And they were like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, why do you why do tell our parents, like, you know, why do you take us out here in the middle of nowhere? And we used to walk, you know, it was a crazy walk. Yeah. 10 minutes and yeah, 15 it's a minutes. Long walk. Long yeah. it was. on flat on flat ground <laughs> and we used to walk up every friday night but there was yeah. shabbat afternoon i was walking with a good friend of mine ellie farkas yeah of course you know, yeah, yeah of course. he's the man and so ellie and i were walking shabbat afternoon amen and we were like freaking out about this political situation in israel and we we're like there was a big protest happening that motse shabbat and i was supposed to go there and we told each other, we were talking about it, and we said, there's, we had a feeling that maybe Rabin would be assassinated. No way. And this it's is what, as we're walking down Shabbat Was afternoon, that a general feeling, or do you... I was, it, like, really young, and I was all the way in America, and really have a pulse on any of this. Just kind of, like, heard what we heard. Um, but, like, you were here on the ground. Like, people were really kind of, like, that... that that heated. Yeah, as a 15-year-old kid at the yeah. time, I helped organize the crazy protests where, you know, where they went to the Knesset that night. I remember that night of the, when they were signing, you know, those the, the 61 Chavre Knesset are going to sign the Oslo Accords. And it was like, it was like for us as a kid, it was yeah. like, it was like, this is it, man. We have to stop this. Whatever right. cost, whatever it's going to take, whatever it's going to be. Right. And and it was it was a scary atmosphere. Right. You know, I didn't realize at the time, like as a, as a kid, you felt like you were guarding Israel. You felt like this is it. This is what we need to do. This is like, you know, the power. This is what's going on. And and I was supposed to be at that protest. Yeah. I actually called up the, the buses. Unreal. To go to Tel Aviv because I was at, I was at, there was no protest that I missed at that time. Yeah. And and I was we had to be there. We had to stop it. We had to, you know, we had to protest this crazy thing that was going on. 
And, and all the buses basically from Yerushalayim were leaving on Shabbat. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, it was uh, in Tel Aviv, in Kikar Rabin, which is then Kikar Malchay Israel. And, and I was like, we had a bad feeling. And that, that moment when, when it happened, like that was like, you know, ground, it was, it was, it was earth shattering. Yeah. You know, it was like, it ha- no one ever actually thought that would actually happen. Right. And when it did, you know, that totally changed. Talk about Rafruman. I actually got to be in yeah. Kikar Rabin with Rafruman at the memorial for Yitzchak Rabin. Wow. Um, standing there with, uh, you know, with uh, Yossi Sarid and, and all the, all the, you know, left wing politicians at the time that wow. we were protesting. And right. I was in backstage with him because I helped to carry him up. I, you know, we drove him in. Yeah. And I stood backstage as Rafruman went on to the, you know, went on to the stage to, he was famous hand clapping to bring Am Yisrael together. Achdut. Achdut. Can and, you give uh, me a little bit of the mindset? So, like, what changed from that year for you a little bit? You know, obviously, your Rebbe and, and, his, and his whole way. Um, but kind of, like, what changed for you? And, like, I don't know. Um, did anything change for you? What was that like? Everything changed for me <laughs> <laughs> that night, man. That was it. Yeah. Um, that night, that night that, that Rabin was assassinated was, like, I, I don't remember. It was, it was just, like... You know, because again, we were, I was part of the protest. You wanted, you, you wanted to stop that. But you that, wanted to stop you didn't it. Want, you weren't looking for. We for, said, we said things. Okay. We said things. Things were said, you know, very yeah. harsh things, you know, out in the protest, you know, as a kid, you know, not knowing, you know, with that, you know, that frontal lobe being totally open, you know, hmm. things were said, you know, things that we, we thought that, you know, that's where we thought that we thought that's what would help Am Israel. We were like looking, I mean, there were, there were, you know, Almost daily, the buses were blowing up in the streets. Right, of course. You saw you time. saw weapons being given over to the Palestinian Authority. You thought that that's you know, you know that's that's what would stop. You know, a lot of rabbis were telling us is what you need to do, whatever at all costs. You know, we have to stop this. And uh, that night that Yitzhak Rabin was killed, that was must have been. I'm trying to think the date was Yudbet Cheshvan, the twelfth day of Cheshvan. I think it what it was. It was a Motzei Shabbat. The following Motzei Shabbat was the first yurt site of Shlomo Karbach, of Shlomo Karbach. Oh wow! And you know, I was at a loss. Those those four. I was just like walking around in a daze. Those four days. Those four days in a daze. You know, I was just mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" I couldn't believe that that a Jew actually killed the Prime Minister of Israel. And. Uh, and then my parents said, "Let's go to let's go to this yurt site memorial uh, concert memorial okay. at Echal Shlomo." Yeah, and I was like, many times where Shlomo Kabach came to Efrat as a kid, you know, he came to visit my good friend Mordechai Zeller. Yeah, and um, Rabbi David Zeller, Alava Shalom, was here in Efrat. You know, big big impact. You know, but again, as a kid, I didn't really understand what was going on. I was much more into the, you know, protest and into like, you know, let's go. We got to save Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. And then all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I'll go. And I went to this concert, and it was my first experience with Hasidic Judaism, I guess. Okay. And I was like, this is so cool. And I saw all these hippies, you know, people that were flowing and jumping and in the stands and just kind of like, you know, with the music. And I was like, wow, something's happening here. There's something real happening here. And I remember of David Zeller got up and he said, we're in the Shiva right now for Yitzchak Rabin. And the whole nation is mourning. 
And I think he might, I don't know what song he's saying, but I think he's saying something like Umacha Hashem Dima or Al Elani Bukhia or something. It was very slow, very, you know, and I was like, wow. And something in me clicked. I was like, okay, you don't have to be so fanatic about, you know, certain things. There's there's another side of Judaism. There's another side to Eretz Israel. There's another side of understanding that there's like, there's this, you know, something deeper going on. And at that moment, like I, I made a switch and I went all in to this, you know, Hasidic, I got exposed to Breslov, obviously, to, to Ishbitzer, to, to the whole Karl Bach Judaism. And what really hit was when I got to spend Shabbat in Hebron, which I always knew Hebron as like, you know, this very, you know, strong, crazy city. And there was a memorial Shabbat for Shlomo. And then um, I went there and all of a sudden things came together. Wow. Wow. Um, and you went to yeshiva with Rav, you you learned to under from and what, what, give me give me kind of like um and I, I know like the aspect of 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 achtus about unity i also know there's a there's there's a part of that where relations with our cousins where you know we we met we spend a lot of effort on good relations with our cousins similar to Rav Riskin here in Efrat where Fruman did that in Tekoa as well so amazing so Rav Fruman you know, like I always heard about this crazy rabbi, like, and it was funny because Rafuman had this long flowing white beard. Yeah. You know, um, I was shocked, you know, he became my rabbi, like, you know, he passed away at age 68. And yeah. I was like, how can that be? Because when I met him, when I was like, you know, 18 year old kid, yeah, he was already 85. Because you know? <laughs> he was like yeah, a wizard. Know, Gandalf beard, you know, like coming over or whatever. Yeah. And we knew him as this crazy rabbi because he used to come out to yeah. the protests here in Dagat. Right. He was here on Dagan. You right. know, he was here in Efrat. He was at all the protests against, you know, and we're like, wait a second, because we knew him as this rabbi who's making peace with the PLO. Okay. And at the same time, he's coming to and the he's protests. coming to the protests. How so does like, that, th- that doesn't work together? Like, what's going on? Okay. So I knew him as this like crazy, strange rabbi, like right. what's going on, whatever. And whatever it was, you know, everyone kind of stayed away from, I stayed away from him as a kid or whatever. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I got you didn't to know sh- if it was black or white. Right, it has to be black or white. It's right. got to be black or white. What are you talking <laughs> about? It can't be two ways, right? Um, and and I show up in yeshiva day one in Otniel, and I see Rav Fruman, and like those stories out of like the Hasidic books, whatever. I'm like, this is my Rebbe. <laughs> Boom, yeah. that was it. Like I saw him. I was there face to face. I'd seen him from a distance. I'd seen him in different places. Yeah, some articles. I saw him. Giving a sheer day one yeshiva, I was like, this is it. I found my Rebbe. Didn't matter what was going on, what was happening. I was like, this is it. Yeah. I'm going to follow everything this Rebbe says. I'm going to do everything he says. I'm going to like be with him. The only problem was that Rav Fruman didn't really talk to people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were very few people like that he used to talk to, used to do things, whatever. But the whole time in yeshiva, like I just followed him around wherever he went. Okay. Mamish, like, you know, oh, looking at his every see word, see what's going on. The articles, that, like, yeah. Mamish, like, those words, like, whatever. Refruman is just, like, it's just a great, like, uh, like theatrical experience. Like, mm-hmm. Refruman walks into Yeshiva, and in the, ma- the middle of the Beit Midrash, he's, like, he'll just, like, everyone's, like, learning, and he'll just, like, yell out, Shema Yisrael! And just look at <laughs> everyone's, like, whoa. Just, like, blow you away, and you're, like, what's going on? And you're like, what's happening? And like, there's always something happening with Rafuman. And then like, he's getting interviewed to like Israel Radio on live on the payphones downstairs. You know, back in the day, there were payphones. Yeah. You know, he's like talking to them, and he's like interviewing for Galitzal or Reshet Bed or whatever it is, or foreign media. And like, and you and you can hear the conversations going on. Right. And then he's teaching Izar Shir, and then he's back to the Gemara, and then he's back to wherever. And 
it was just like a whole crazy experience. And, and, and yeshiva, like, he never really involved politics, but, like, it was amazing, like, just for a minute in general, like, when you go to yeshiva, you, you, got, you kind of take tramping. We would hitchhike to yeshiva, and, and Rafuman never had a car or anything like that. And, uh, and you'd see him at the trampiade. You'd see him, like, at, like, you know, we'd get to go to, you know, whatever. And Rafuman would just basically, the way he would tramp, you know, would stand with your hand out like that. Yeah. So Rafuman would stand with his hands like this. <laughs> That's like, great. And That's a car beautiful. would pull up, and he'd jump in the car with them, or yeah. a bus, or whatever came. And the way Rufriman would go around is that he would be holding usually, it was usually the Moran. Yeah. He'd be teaching Rabbi Nachman, and, and you'd be at the Trempiada, and, and you know, he'd, he'd be teaching whoever, whatever students were around. You'd jump in the car with him, and then he would just be like, okay, let's continue learning. Yeah. And then in that car ride, we would continue. Part of the sheer. Part of the sheer. It was just, yeah. it just kept on going. Yeah. And we get the yeshiva, and then you continue going. I remember once I was in a ride with the Rufriman from Somaragush here, and, and her friend would be like, do you want to shake the hand that shook the hand of the king of Egypt? Because he just came back from, <laughs> wow. from a peace accord or whatever in wow. time. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> be like, <you> know. <laughs> and uh, and it, we never understood exactly what was going on or yeah. what it was. Her friend kept it very separate, like his political activities and yeah. his yeshiva activities. And then one morning after I was in yeshiva, this was already in 2007, I came back from a year in Omaha. We came back to, uh, to Israel. We came back to Efrat. And my good friend Mordechai Zeller, who was Rufruman, like he used to help out Rufruman, you know, take him to Ramallah, drive him to Aza, drive him wow. here, drive him there, drive him wherever he needed to go to. And, and I always wanted to be part of that, but I never had the ability. And he calls me up one day. He's like, Rufruman needs somebody really quick. I'm on my way to Jordan. I need you to write a letter for Rufruman. Uh, he needs to meet with George Bush like really quick. And I'm like, okay. So I call Rufruman up. I'm like, I'll call you in a few hours. And I get a call back from Mordecai. He's like, dude, what did you just do? Rufruman called me up. He said that you couldn't do it. I was like, he's like, he's like, he's, he's like, don't call him ever again or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you mean a few hours? It has to be done now. And I learned my lesson right away. Like when Rufruman was doing something, he was connected. You just jump on it. Jump on it. Go for it. Now. So it was raining outside. Yeah. I ran out and, uh, and I ran, I don't know where I was going to go. I was going to go. I didn't have a car at the time. I was like, I ran out of Zayt. We were living in Zayt. And I ran straight to my mother-in-law's house. And, um, you know, Cindy Levy. And she like, mama, she, she like saved me. And I was like, knocked in the door. I was like, can I borrow your car? She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And like, I took her car. Wow. And I went straight to Tzkod. I was so nervous knocking on Refruman's door. Because again, Refruman was like, it's a Rebbe. He doesn't talk right. to people. I, just, I never had an experience of being able to like talk to him one-on-one. What you do sometimes in yeshiva is if you want to ask him a question, you'd come over and say, Rufruman, I have a question for you. Yeah. And what he would say, he'd be like, dude, I don't know you, but I know somebody who does. Hashem. Wow. I'd be like, go out and go dive into Hashem and, you get, and he'll give you the answer. He never, like I was running Rufruman's way. He's like, he didn't, he didn't like give you advice, didn't talk to you, whatever. It was like, right. go talk to Hashem. And so I was knocking on that door. I was so freaked out. I knock on the door and Rufruman was like, opens the door and I'm like, and look at everyone. We sat down. We wrote the letter. Yeah, whole long story with that. And and then I became. And then you know, thanks to Mordechai and thanks to like, my mother-in-law, thanks to Hashem, I became okay. Rufruman's like mishamish. Wow. For the last like six, seven years of his life, and and then I learned my lesson. Didn't matter what was going on, he just went. Whatever was happening at that moment, I dropped everything and did what he needed to get done. Yeah. And it was an amazing six, seven years of just being his mishamish and writing letters to craziest places the craziest things calling people up organizing trips for him with uh you know to turkey writing letters to the hamas writing letters here writing letters there like whatever and and that was an amazing amazing experience 
and um, what what are you know what would he say to these people what was he what was the message so the message always started off with the words of um salam shalom and both hebrew and arabic is the most beautiful name of hashem and Rav Fruman believed in making peace on a religious basis. And Rav Fruman was very connected to Eretz Yisrael. And it was always kind of, because you're always like, you'd, whatever it was, mm. you'd always be blown away. You'd be like, what? Like, you know, like Rav Fruman. But how does that had, work with that? Right, exactly. None of it worked together. It was, like, it was, always, it was always like that. Yeah. Every experience. Like, the, best, the best story to explain it in a nutshell would be like, I remember it was outside of my brother-in-law's wedding. My brother-in-law Zev was getting married. Okay. Um, and I was outside of Ramat Rachel. And it was right as, this was 2009, I believe, right as there was Operation, one of the, what was it? Oferet Yitzuka. I think okay. Cast Lead is right. what they called it. Right. And there's, there's and I was, and Refruman was really trying to stop the, the, you know, the war. And I was sitting in the car, literally, writing the letter to the heads of Hamas, the Chvod Rasheh Hamas and Aza, we're writing this letter and I'm writing and printing it up on my phone, trying to send it out, whatever, like, you know, and always Rafum is so connected to, the, to this Chavir Knesset and that Tsar and that rabbi and this person and he's always using all the strings he can make to make peace and stop the operation from happening and I'm writing the letter and there's like soldiers like being drafted and like, you know, it's a Veshmona and people are running here, running there and I'm sitting in the car writing the letter and at the end of the letter I'm writing this whole thing and then Rafum goes to me, were you drafted yet? And I say, Baruch Hashem, no. And uh, the silence on the other side of the line, it's like that rumbling truck in the background right here. <laughs> you know, it's like all of a sudden that like Rafuman hears I say, Baruch Hashem, no. And Rafuman starts yelling at me. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean, Baruch Hashem, no? Yeah. You should say, Baruch Hashem, yes. Mm-hmm. I just gave my son a blessing to go and wipe out all evil in the world as he's being drafted. And I'm like, one second. We're, we're in the middle of writing a letter right now. To, to the heads side. of Hamas. <laughs> and you're telling me that you have to get drafted and go and wipe out all evil from the world and go into Aza and do whatever it takes to wipe that out. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That contradiction. That thing where it's like, and again, that in, in a simple terms, that's exactly like the way Reformer believed also. And I think that's the Jewish way where it's you got to call out for peace. We have to make peace. We can do whatever we can to make peace. That's what Am Yisrael is all about. Hashem's most beautiful name is Shalom. And we, whatever we can, we're all about peace. But if you're going to be launching rockets and you're going to be attacking and you're going to be whatever, then in that same koch that we have, to bring peace and we're going to use everything we can. Rafumin always told me that it's even for a malik you got to call out for peace. Wow. Even for a malik you got to call out for peace, you got to do whatever you can. And he showed me in the Ramban, who used to bring out the Psukim and the Torah, it was amazing because everything when we're writing these letters is always about like, you know, bringing it together. Yeah. And that same koch and that same power, we're not going to allow forces of evil right. in whatever way, shape or form you know, we have to do whatever we can to wipe that out also. Wow. That's, see, that's I was about to ask. Like, how do you reconcile those two things? And I guess it's just doing your hishtadlut, right? It's like, yes, you gotta, we, we got to promote and want. To, they, everybody wants peace. <laughs> we all want Ramesh. peace. We want to live Ramesh. happily together, serve Hashem, and be together with our family in health and and in, in comfort. And at the same point, in order to do that, we need to protect ourselves sometimes. Right. Wow. Incredible. Bro, one thing I want to ask you, something I noticed, Baruch Hashem, there haven't been, I don't know if I should, it's not true. 
unfortunately, when there's like these, these, these terrorist attacks, I was going to say there haven't been, but the truth is, there was in the past. There never, no, there's a remarkable There was. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, there never will be again. Those were things in the past, and everything will always be good for Am Israel. Always. After these attacks, especially the local ones, I noticed that you bring your stender, you bring some svarim, and you, the day after, you're there on the spot, whether it's in the parking lot of the supermarket or on the side of the highway, and you just sit there. You learn a little Torah. What's, what's, you're there for a few hours. I don't know. I, I drove by a couple times. <laughs> see you there a couple times. What's the, um, what's, what's the idea behind that? So, so yeah, that was, that was, you know, that brings back, you know, especially talking you here about, uh, you know, Ari Fold, mm-hmm. you know, Shemi Komdamo, um, you know, the, also the warrior of Israel, but right. at the same time, the softest, sweetest person in the world. Right. And, and so Ari would, like, we, we'd be there together every, every time, you wow. know, and, and so, so also from her Fruman, you know, that was, that was, you know, I remember, cause we used to, I used to grab the stand there and go out there and, um, Again, like there was a terror attack the day before. Unfortunately, people died. There may even still be blood on the ground there. You go there right away. You go sit down. No, we're gonna learn some Torah. We're gonna we're gonna what? We're lifting up the sparks. We're gonna we're gonna bring some light into this place. So it was also something from Rufruman, and you know, Rufruman. Again, he would wherever he would go, he would learn Torah and bring it out. And and the the simple idea is you know that that that, you, that there's something 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 hor- horrible and terrible happened here, and and we need to now strengthen and and the words of the Torah the words of Hashem, you know really bring strength you know to to the place to the area you know there's I remember in Yeshiva these people talk, used to tell the stories about how these people talk about uh, um, you know people talked about you know that they wanted to give back or give away. The Golan Heights. That was a big thing in the nineties also. Let's give away the Golan Heights. Here we go. You know? Right. There's always somewhere we gotta give away. We gotta we gotta we gotta give away some some pieces of Eretz Israel because that, that's what's gonna bring peace, right? Um, and so there's all these stories about rabbis used to grab their standards and just go up there, learn, and then like things would kinda go away. So um it's definitely Rafruman, that's what he would always be doing. And um and so it was it was funny, not funny, it was horrible, but like every time I would do that, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't coordinated, but Ari would always be there with me. At somebody would wow. always be there together. I'd, be, I'd grab my stender, he'd grab his camera, and you know, it would be like you know, yeah. telling about what's going on there, and then you know, right away, and, and bringing the truth to the world. And I remember after Ari was killed, I did it again. I think it was the last time I did it. You know, I grabbed my stender. I went to Rami Levy over there where Ari was killed. I, grabbed, I sat there at the stender, and I was like, "Where's Ari? You know, wow. like, he should be here." And um, you know, so it's like it's like it's like yeah, we got we got to do whatever we can to to strengthen to be part of you know of Am Yisrael, of Eretz Yisrael, to the Torah Yisrael, and you know, and the words, the words of Torah definitely can hopefully bring the strength, bring the koach that we need to bring down. Yeah, so Amen, man. And they ended up uh, putting a whole sperm shrunk there, and, and and whoever wants now can go there and sit and learn a little bit. Yeah. And it's literally right off the parking lot in between the mall and the supermarket. Oh, that's, 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 that's spot's spot. become, uh, it's become a symbol. Wow. L'chaim, l'chaim. L'chaim. Water and Eretz Yisrael and bring it all together. Amen, amen. One, another thing I want to speak about is how lovely uh, this neighborhood that we live in right now has grown and how beautiful it's been, you know. You like you said, you were, you lived here before there was anything on this hill, you know. And now to be, you know, living your day to day life here, your house beautiful, 
uh, position right here and with a beautiful view. Um, so like our mornings have been pretty interesting. This week, Sunday morning, I don't come to Shira all the time, but the Shira and Dagan has been very interesting. Sunday morning, we did a, like a, a, we learned some PSS and Rebbe, we learned some Torah. You guys started with Gemara before. You got this brachas Shira every Gemara brachas every morning, right? Um, after that, PSS and Rebbe. Then we get into some uh, guided meditation um, from our our holy brother. What's his name again? Eitan Baum, right here from Ephraim. Yeah. Grew up here in Ephraim. Wonderful, so. wonderful man. Um, that was such a, a uplifting and 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 uh, enlightening spirit uh, uh, moment for me. Like, what a great way to start the week Sunday morning. I hope that we uh, that we were talking about doing it every week. I hope we really do. Um, I, I think the learning here is is unique because it's just some typical people live who live around town just want to get in some 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 learning in the mornings. Everyone's got their jobs day night. You know, um, it's like the community, watching the community grow and and um, and, uh, you know, turn into what it's become is like a really special thing. Um, I just hope that you continue to uh, to teach us more here and to uh, to lead the shirim. Um, what do you think about the Dagan now that you live here? Wow, Dagan is so, so you know, talk about, you know, what was going on here before. You know, there was a yeshiva here, yeshiva tziach, that we don't, we don't spend so much time with, but right. Rav Shagar, um, who started the yeshiva here, passed away also a few years ago, was very close to Rav Ruben. There was a yeshiva Shefa, which was uh, Shagar, yeah. stood for Shagar. Um, the pay was for Furman. And Ayn was for Adin, for Rav Adin Stein's office. Oh, wow. The three of them wow. started a yeshiva called Yeshiva Shefa. Obviously, with those powerhouses there, <laughs> the thing didn't last that long. Um, but each one kind of spread their wings into their own thing. And and Rav Shagar started the, started the gun. There was a yeshiva here, you know, right where we're standing. Right. For so many years, still here, Baruch Hashem. And it's, gonna, it's an amazing, amazing place. And they started that power of learning, you know, mm. built this mountain and that power, that energy they brought here really, really made this place be what it is. And we're just tapping into that energy. So during this crazy year of Corona, you know, a lot of Hever, like, you know, weren't working so much and just hanging out and, you know, you know, I work in the travel insurance, you know, business a little bit and uh, that wasn't happening. So we just kind of got together and, and I went over to David Sussman and I was like, man, let's just start learning with some Gemara and David makes things happen. Right? Yeah. He's amazing in that way. And we went to see it, went to Siftach. And we just started learning in the coffee shop. Nice. Because we couldn't be inside, we couldn't be outdoors, we kept them moving. And right. it was just me and him under a tree. Yeah. And then it grew and it grew and it grew. And at some point we were like, you know, 15, 20 people in the morning just learning. People were just coming out. And there basically wasn't a day we missed. No matter what the, even if we had to be on Zoom, we had to be on this, we had to be in a lockdown. But we like, we're learning here. It was, there's a picture, it was amazing. We were like all spread out, you know, like, five meters apart, wearing masks, you know, <laughs> screaming across, like, you know, the whole way. And, yeah, um, and there were days where you were down here and, and the guys Yeah, the guys were up in the top yeah. of the thing and we just never missed it. We went through, I think, four or five masechtas um, during Corona. Wow. Um, during the lockdowns and, um, and it was just the power of the chaver here, you know, each and every single person, you mm. know. I mean, you know how old you are, you know, but there's like, yeah, you know, there's so many, like, people that you're just like you just you know kind of walk down the road and you're like okay yeah this is another normal dude whatever and it's like wow 
Look what these people are yeah, doing. Everybody's a whole story. Oh, so, and you're bringing so it up. Great. Yeah, that's what I love about this. Um, yeah. So many, so many chevra. And, and really just bringing those people, that energy, that power together has been so amazing. And, and I just love it. You know, every morning coming out there and just like, you know, and again, it's, I, I, it's like kind of like taking that from a Fruman. Also, a Fruman always said he's not, he's not teaching. Like, I don't teach. Like, there's not, like we learn. There's much more learning going on, you know, from the people that are there, you know, just because we'll, we'll say a line from the Gemara and then all of a sudden we'll just be like, wow. Like, you, we, I told the example of what we learned from you. Yeah. You know, we were learning in the Gemara Brachot. We're like uh, oh. <laughs> talking about the Netzach We We're like, right. yeah, you're supposed to like and connect like Israel to like the Gila. We were just talking this morning about how like you have to connect. The, there's it's such an important thing that says that people who, who connected the Gila to the Tfila, you say Brachot Hashem Gal Yisrael and then you daven. And then there was a, I think it was Verbruna that never stopped smiling the entire day from doing that. And it's a Chizkiah Melech. Like, why was he, he said, I walked in front of you, Hashem, all my days. Why? Because I saw Mech Geula Latfila. And you're like, what's the big deal? Baruch Hashem Israel, and then you daven. Right. So what's the Smicha Geula Latfila? It's like to realize that the Geula, to realize that this redemption that's happening behind us right here yeah. is connected to Hashem. You know, the, the politics, whatever, whatever is happening in the world is all connected to Hashem. And we have to, we have to really thank Hashem for the fact that we have Midinat Yisrael. We're sitting here, you know, overlooking Berichot Shlomo, in, basically in Beit Lechem. And we have to connect that, the Geula that's happening in Eretz Yisrael, to Hashem. And that's what's happening here in Dagan, basically. It's like this Geula is actually connecting to Dagan. And what happens, we started getting confused because the Gemara's are talking about two different times. You know, it's dark outside light outside and the nates that's when you have to do it exactly when the, and we're sitting there literally in the Gemara trying to understand like what, what are these different times and I was like wait a second there's a video that explains this and I literally pop out my phone and I'm like Hershey that morning you posted a video to the B'nai Machshav Tova group right you know that's another group that's you know bringing holy things down to the world they're just trying to tap into that and I'm like guys here look this is Hershey if you haven't seen that video suggest you watch it put it on now exactly. and you see him you're guarding the etam by yourself and it's you did it fast but i know how you did it, it was amazing and you see Fun. you actually time see lapse. time yeah. lapse and you actually see the gula happening you see like you're on the etam and you see like it's dark and it gets starts getting later and later and later and you put your tefillin on and you're standing there and then boom you see that moment of the nates of that 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 second when the when the day strikes, and you know the Chachamim teach us that that it's very dark, and the Gula of Amishel doesn't happen very fast, taking seventy three years, you know, so far in this and this and this and this schedule of the Gula, right. you know, as we're watching it unfold and happening and seeing it happening, and it's like everyone's like, oh no, this can't be this way, it can't be this way, and so many steps along the way, okay, it's happening, man, and you showed it, <laughs> you showed that that Nikuda of the Gula that, happening, that sunrise is something so special just watching the sunrise over any one of these hills here is just one of the most inspiring thing especially after staying up all night being alone <laughs> on the mountain but seriously like just welcoming the day watching the freshy i call it a freshy you know the brand new day come up it's there's, there's nothing uh, more inspiring than that. That's cool. I, I I'm like so honored you brought it up and cheered. Like you you so, made you made the learning happen, man. So you know, nice. Like what you're doing out there. You th you think you're alone, but you're with all of Amisrael, you know. And my dog. And your dog. <laughs> the holy dog. Just one. Just one this time. I've brought two other times, so this guy came with me. The other guy, he's a little bit older, you know, so it's a little bit harder for him to move around. 
and uh, stay up all night and run around and stuff like that. It's a sweet dog. I love bringing the dogs up there, man. I know. So how do, if I had to say cat or dog, what would you? Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that. I love animals, man. I'm such an animal person. You know, Baruch Hashem. I love the, yeah. your dogs. Your dogs are awesome. Thanks, so I'm, man. Starting, I'm starting to connect to them. You know, yeah. lads, lads, you know yeah. it's like a... They're like therapy <laughs> dogs. They're good. They get everybody involved. It's good. Kelev, right? That's like a... Yeah. Kelev Benifune. Talking about this Parsha. Uh-huh. The Miraglim are coming mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the beauty of Eretz Yisrael and connecting to the beauty of Eretz Yisrael. You know, it's spelled differently, but but there's something about the dogs, you know, that are... Um, you know, when we left Mitzrayim, they you have to pay, say us. thank you that they didn't bark. Because if they would have started barking, they would have caught us. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but... I know, and these dogs dogs cannot hold themselves back. It's not simple. They love to bark. Every <laughs> night. We hear them right it's here impressive. from the fields. Yeah, it's you amazing. guys get it too, it's right? Much like, uh, That's right. And wow. there's something, but when we left Mitzrayim, they didn't bark. And and we know the, the same letters, Kilev, right? It's like your heart, you bring your heart into it. And uh, I never thought of it. It's 52. Kilev and Gematria is 52, yeah. which is the which is times two. And it's also Bakol. It's also like Ben. It's also it's all about you know bringing it all together. So uh, there's something about the like the heart and Kalavinyafune. It was right here, brings the heart into everything, connects us to the land, and you know that's what it's all about. About being here, you know, in Efrat and Dagan. You know, it's not always easy to see it. You know, sometimes like you know, sometimes you see like that Miraglim, like you know the the spy like thing coming into us. We're like like yeah we remember those 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 uh those watermelons that we ate in target you know back in the day <laughs> and remember all those great things that were going on but like you know there's something about living in Eretz Yisrael, living on dagan that i see all these holy families that have made aliyah and come here yeah i didn't, I didn't get my parents did it you know they had the they they, they showed us the way but yeah i never had that merit they went straight to Be'er straight Shev. to Beersheba. wow man. yeah yeah unreal okay Achi. thank you so much for joining us um, I'm going to ask you one more thing. I'm going to America now for two months in about three weeks from now. Uh, give me some sage advice. Give me some um, something for me to bring Eric Israel there and for me to bring a little bit of there. But I'll bring you some Starbucks. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> give me give me some advice. I keep thinking to myself, I'm going to be there for two months. I've never really been there that long before, you know, since we've made Aliyah. And to me, life has totally changed. You know, part of my experience, my daily experience is, being in Eretz Yisrael and, and living here and and connecting to Hashem here, give me give me some advice, man. Give me a trinket. Give me give me some hope. So what, one more. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to see my family. Amish. I can't can't wait to have my Starbucks. But uh, <laughs> so one more Refruman advice I would give you is that Refruman had this keta that he was he would he would like he was very very against going to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Like, How can you leave Eretz Yisrael? Wow. For Rosh Hashanah. And he would get up and he would doresh in his shul and tzkoa and he would get up and he would say, Ashrenu, how lucky we are that we get to be in Eretz Yisrael for Rosh Hashanah and not with the unbelievers, <laughs> the kofrim that go to Uman. It's like, okay, shkaya. And uh, so a few times, and then when Fruman got very sick, the last Rosh Hashanah of his life, I got to be with him in Uman. And... And Refruman, I called him up. I was like, should I come with you? Should I go? Like, you know, because I was going to stay in his apartment. It was a whole crazy experience. And Refruman goes, I don't think you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. I'd be like, you're going. (laughs) 
And Refruman actually, when he went, he went two years, the last year. I get years, such a Berdichever vibe. Oh my gosh. So the last two years of his life, Refruman went and he called up his son on the phone on the way to the airport. He says, he says please make sure to get up when you're Doresh on Rosh Hashanah. You're Rabbi Yossi Fruman. He said, make sure that you say, Ashreinu, that we're in Eretz Israel and not with those unbelievers that go to him. And you're like, but you're, you're, but you're, the you're one here. What are you doing? So, uh, so, so the last story I'll say is that the la- one of the last experiences I had was I was in, I was in Uman. I got to take Refruman to the, because Refruman always davenates. He didn't sleep at night, but he davenates, you know, whatever. I, took, I wheeled him in his wheelchair because he was very sick at the time to the Cloys. That's where you daven in Uman, right. one of the big places. And I'm standing, Refruman is here. I'm standing next to him. And Rav Natan Greenberg from, from uh, the Badayan Yeshiva okay. walks by. And he goes to Rav and he goes, so, I mean, it was, a, was his lashon. He says, he says, it's awesome that you finally left your sins of not coming to Uman, and you finally did tshuva, and you're finally here. And Rav Fruman goes, I'm, sta- I'm standing in the middle between this exchange. <laughs> okay. And Rav Fruman goes, I don't know, you're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. And Rav and and Natan smiles, and he goes, oh, good thing you did tshuva, that you left, finally you came to Uman. And he's like, oh, so you're not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael. And I'm like, aren't we standing in the middle of the Ukraine? What do you mean you're not supposed to leave Eretz Yisrael? What's going on here? So, so there's some people that are connected so much that even if they have to leave, they're not really leaving. And Refruman always said, Wherever I'm going, I'm going to Eretz Yisrael. So Refruman very often had to leave. You know, he went to Turkey to like, you know, bring peace. He met with Erdogan. It was a whole crazy story. He went to America a few times. He went here. He was supposed to meet, you know, the president. It was a whole, whole crazy thing. And so my blessing to you, and I guess in that Lashon of Refruman, don't leave. Beautiful. So even if you're leaving, your mom is connected. You're going to take Eretz Yisrael with you. Because Hershey, you're like, you're, you are Eretz Yisrael, man. <laughs> you are Eretz Yisrael. And there's something about this power of the land, especially coming from here, from Dagan, especially coming from Efrat, especially coming from these places where all the our holy mothers and fathers were walking, that you're so connected, that you're still connected, and you can bring Eretz Yisrael with you. And, and you're not going to America. You're going to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, it happens to be that you're going to be going through these different places and going, but you're going to Eretz Yisrael. And I think a lot of the chavra out there in America right now, even wherever they are, they're on their way. They're on their way. And even if physically, or if someone talk about this live, even if physically if you're not here right now, your heart is where you want to be. So even if you're not there right now, you are where your heart is. You are where your mind is. And, and, and have the best time. Because you're going to bring it. You're going to bring the Torah of Israel. You're going to bring the Kedusha of Israel. And the people you're going to meet, the people you're going to see are just going to be blown away by how holy you are. Come on, man! And are they going to see your fire? You know, you like when you look at you. You want we can, you, we can edit. You guys want to know what Rabbi Nachman or the Baal Shem Tov or David Melech looked like? We all know they were <laughs> they were redheads. They were on fire. So, like you know, you have that fire. You have that energy of that sweet fire. It's not fire. It's not that like putting. You, it's not like putting you out fire. It's like deep fire. So, I'm just I'm just jealous of all those holy chaper that are going to get to meet you and spend time with you and you know, go it's camping sweet, with you man. and just enjoy it and you're and your family, man. If you're as holy as you are, your family, like, got, you got it from somewhere, right? Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> so it's like, Great people. Can't wait to see them. Have the best time. Well, I think we'll edit out those last five minutes. No way, dude. Thank That's staying so in. <laughs> well, if you'd like this podcast, thank you, Donnie. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining <laughs> me here. Please like and subscribe and check us out on YouTube, on 
on Instagram, on Facebook, and all the fun places. You know, we didn't mention that you have a pretty much weekly podcast where you give over Divrei Torah. And if you liked what you heard here, <laughs> you're going to love what you hear when he puts out his Divrei Torah. And um, we'll link, uh, we'll put it like a link to that uh, on the page for this podcast. If I can figure out how to link things, you know, and yeah. how to, you know, yeah. the world's all about linking. Cash like, connection, connection, connecting, bring it yeah. all together. Yofi, Achi, thank you so much. Thank you, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Have a great day. Yalla. Thank you so much, man.